Welcome back to the KNA Football Podcast, where Austin and I will be recapping the super wildcard weekend that happened last weekend. There was all the games were super, except for two, but we'll talk about them. But it should be a fun time. We're going to the divisional round now. Even more. This should be even better games. Not not that these games weren't good. These are all great games, but it should be a fun time. This is KNA Football. Switched it up a little bit there. Yeah, I, I wanted, I don't know, but it's kind of. How are you? <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, I see that you dressed up real nice for the podcast today. Oh, yeah. It's really good to see you putting in some effort, not wearing some hoodie every single week. It's, it's good to see that you care. Yeah. I didn't wear this by choice. I, um, I had to, uh, what do I describe this? I missed school today because I had to go to some. Uh, thing for marketing and we had to dress up nice and I came straight from there to Debbie's basement so I didn't have a change of clothes so now I'm rocking this and I look professional you do you look very I think I look pretty decent you look like you could be on NFL Network 100% or ESPN I, I, I know just as much yeah definitely, definitely. don't get paid as much ah uh, well it's alright someday eventually. someday yeah, yeah. someday subscribe <laughs> yeah exactly um, so Caden obviously there were a lot of great games this weekend and if you recall i had told you last week when we did our pickums that if you outrush your opponent in the playoffs you have a 75 percent chance of winning okay you remember that uh yeah 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 so that was true for all but one game all of the winners outrushed their opponents other than one game do you know which game that would be? It's like a piece of trivia for you on the it weekend. It is. Let's see. It wasn't it wasn't the Seahawks game. It wasn't the Bills game. It wasn't the Chargers game. Was it I think it was it the Ravens game? It was the Ravens Bills Bengals game. I am him. That's good. Let's go. That was that was that was good. It's really good. Yeah. Bengals only had fifty yards rushing that game. Yeah. No. I mean, we'll talk that, about that's okay. that game. There they was won. that was one of the really good games of the weekend. There was there was a lot. Even the games that everyone expected to be blowouts were really surprisingly close. Yeah, very much so. But let's get in and talk about those. Let's get into the recap. The K and A week recap. Okay, so the first game on the agenda. Oh, no. Debbie changed his mind. <laughs> Debbie says no. All right, we got a comment from... Already. 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 Two minutes in, that's clutch. Yeah. Um, she asks, what do you think... What are your thoughts on Meyer? On Meyer? Yeah. Who is M- this? M-A-H-E-R. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. M-A-H-E-R. Yeah, is that a coach or something? Is oh, that Maher. The, that's, the, yeah. that's the cowboy kicker. Cowboy kicker. Maher. Oh, you cowboy gotcha. kicker. Yeah. <laughs> Who asked this? Uh, Gwen. Oh. All right. Uh, what do I think about him? He sucks. <laughs> no, he does not suck. <laughs> I think that he missed the first field goal, and that that was the mistake. The first field goal was the mistake, right? Because after you miss that first one, now you're in your own head. So then he comes out there for the second one, and he goes like, "Okay, I don't want to miss it." So. I'm just going to f- focus on doing exactly what I did last time. Don't try to overthink it. Don't mess it up. And he missed it the same way. The exact same thing. Exact same thing. <laughs> comes out the third time and he's like, okay, clearly that didn't work. So we got to push it a little to the left. And he pushed it way to the left. And then the fourth one was just a hit off the upright. Is He got in his own head. Yeah. Yeah, his own head, I was man. rooting for him to keep kicking and keep missing. Oh, man. I was too. Like, yeah, we all were. We, yeah, we were together during that game, and every time they score, we're like, come on, come on. And he'd miss, and we'd all go nuts. I mean, it was great. And then when he finally made one at the end, it was kind of like, oh. Yeah, but, I was kind of disappointed yeah. that he made one, honestly. Yeah, but the Cowboys showed trust in him, and they said that they're they're going to stick with him going into this next week, which could come back to haunt them. We'll see. But he was a good kicker all season long. Yeah. So the, the playoffs. I mean, it's just, just is what it is. He's had some playoff jitters. Yeah. 
He's going to be practicing a lot of field goals this week, I can tell you I that. I can tell you, if he misses one or two kicks next week, he's gone. There's no yeah. way. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate. But it was hysterical. It was amazing. I was hoping he'd keep missing, but it didn't happen in the end of making. So the first game here, uh, as you can see, Seahawks at 49ers. Um, we had predicted this game to be a little bit more of a blowout than it was. Uh, actually, not really. Um, at halftime of this game, the 49ers were actually losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was it? 14-13 or yeah. something like that? Yeah. Or 49ers, 17-16 or something. Yeah, yeah. It was some m- middle-range score like that. The 49ers were actually losing, and Brock Purdy looked nervous. The whole team looked kind of rattled, and you were like, oh, man, this is turning into way more of a game than I thought. And then the second half rolls around, and the 49ers end up winning 41-23. Yeah. I mean, this was this was expected. I mean, the 49ers are one of the two favorites to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. I mean, their yeah. their defense is great. Their offensive skill positions you can't go wrong with. Their O-line is great. Brock Purdy at quarterback kind of concerns me, kind of doesn't. I mean, yes. Is he a bad quarterback? Not at all. Is he, is Am I calling him bad? No. Is he a product of literally like the best players at every position all around him. Yes, absolutely. I think you can put any quarterback back on the 49ers, uh, put any quarterback on the 49ers and they would put up really good numbers could definitely lead that team to a lot of wins into the playoffs. Brock Purdy, he is a good quarterback. I'm not calling him bad, but all the Brock Purdy is is the next Tom Brady. Brock Purdy is a top quarterback in the league. It's not true. He literally, I mean, Jimmy G led them to a Super Bowl, and we know Jimmy G is not a great quarterback. Yeah. There's a lot of people saying, are they going to trade Trey Lance this offseason? I mean, obviously, if Purdy wins you a Super Bowl, more than likely, yes, they're probably going to roll with Purdy and trade Trey Lance. But just thinking, if Trey Lance can stay healthy and can reach the potential, I mean, they're this good with Brock Purdy. If they can get like the full potential of Trey Lance at quarterback, this will be the greatest team in the history of football. I mean, Trey Lance. Yeah, you're looking I, at the next dynasty. Right, I am. I've always loved Trey Lance, and I think he's has the most potential out of like any quarterback in the league right now. I think he he can be so good as long as he has a chance to reach that potential. And I think if it's not with the 49ers, it will be with another team if he gets traded. Like. I mean, I'm not going to try to just talk about the Panthers this episode because they're not even in it. But if the Panthers could trade for Trey Lance or something this offseason, I would I would do that in a heartbeat. I mean, I think Trey Lance is good. And now there's a real chance that he's not even going to be there next year because Brock Purdy, which he's a good quarterback. But yeah, I mean, he's been doing well. Obviously, like I said, he was you know nervous in this first game, which is definitely understandable. I mean, you were drafted in the seventh round. No one thought you'd be playing ever in the nfl like actually starting a game or even getting time and here he is starting for the 49ers in a wild card game that actually matters quite a bit um kind of figured it out towards the end there and he played very well after halftime um and that's not to take away from what the seahawks did either i mean the seahawks scoring 23 on the 49ers is obviously more than they had done all year, both times that they had played them. I mean, credit to the Seahawks. I mean, they were supposed, they were a lock for the first pick. They yeah. weren't going to win a game. All this talk. They, they're starting Geno Smith at quarterback. And now Geno Smith has probably earned himself a lot of money. Probably going to be there for a couple more years at least. Uh, Pete Carroll in conversation for coach of the year. And they just went to the wild card. And, and they have they went to the wild card round, and they have an incredible amount of insane young rookies, and they have a top five pick in the draft. It's yeah, a great season for the Seahawks. I mean, it's a great situation, right? You have one of the greatest rookie draft classes ever. Like you said, they were supposed to do nothing, and they made it all the way here. And like you mentioned as well, they have the Denver Broncos pick for the Russell Wilson trade. And as we all saw, the Denver Broncos stunk it up this year so they have a top five pick which isn't supposed to happen you're not supposed to make it to the wild card and have a top five pick but that's what they ended up with so they're in prime position to do very well next year i think yeah and the 49ers this is what's kind of scary about them is they had a really off game and they yeah. won 41 to 23 i mean just think of their click in the whole game i don't think there's a team that can beat them in the afc or nfc i mean the first half purdy looked horrible 
He was missing throws. You could clearly tell he was like rattled in the playoffs. In the second half, he still wasn't great, but they're just they got so many playmakers. Their defense is phenomenal. Their O line gives everyone all day to do anything. Mm-hmm. This team is scary, and they could definitely go far. Yeah, they definitely could. I think the only way the 49ers lose will not be because another team has better skill players, because I don't think another team has better skill players than them. It will be because the other team's coach outmaneuvers uh, Kyle Shanahan. Which is just tough to do. It's tough to right. do, but I think that if you can throw some weird looks and pre-snap movement from the defense, At I think Brock you can Purdy, probably yeah. upset and confuse Brock Purdy. That, I think, is your best chance of beating this 49ers team. And it'll be exciting seeing them in the divisional round, mm-hmm. I gotta tell you. So the next game here is Caden's actual nightmare. Caden actually cried at the end of this game. You wanna talk about this I'm one, not Caden? cried, first of all. He let's, let's, cried. let's back that up. This game ended and Caden was texting for an hour and a half. <laughs> that, just that, bawling. That is true. Well, I... Okay, famously this season... I've been all about the Chargers. Justin Herbert, top five quarterback, still believe that to this day. But they they had a big divisional game against the Jaguars, who snuck into the playoffs, winning the AFC South. They Not jumped, a divisional game. Or yeah, big wild card. Yeah, game. Wild yeah, card. yeah. So this game starts off like first or second play of the game. Interception by Trevor Lawrence. Chargers score. Next drive. Interception. Chargers score. Story of the first half. He had four turnovers, four interceptions. Chargers were up 27-7 at halftime. And at one point, it was 27-0. And you're like, okay, it's 27-0. But the Chargers are the Chargers. We've seen this happen way too many times. We can't be, we can't say it's over yet. You never know. They got Brandon Staley as head coach. They come out, and the, the Chargers could not get a stop. The Jaguars were just doing whatever they wanted. The Chargers, I mean, they were not doing what they had to do on offense. All they need is a touchdown, and they win the game. They couldn't do it the whole second half. And Jaguars go down. Great play call on fourth and one. One of the gutsiest calls uh, as they're driving down the field. A fourth and one. They run like a little jet sweep to the uh, to ETN. To ETN, yeah. And it goes for like 20-something yards. Ended up getting them in field goal range to win the game. Chargers make the good comeback and win. It was a it was a really good game. I'll say that right there. It was a good game. Um, yeah, like you said, twenty seven nothing at one point, and then they ended up scoring, making it twenty seven seven. And as a joke, I have said this before, but as a joke, I've I texted uh, you guys and I was like, "Yeah, this is a game changing touchdown right here." Like it, it kind of felt like it, but at the same time, I was like, "But they're up twenty-seven-seven. Like game-changing. Okay, yeah, maybe they score some more touchdowns, but are they gonna win? They're up twenty. Like no, they the Chargers need to score like two touchdowns in the second half, and that's game. Um, and what ended up happening is instead of going to bed like I had intended to do at that point, I was like, "Ah, well, I guess I'll stay up and watch maybe the third quarter, and if it keeps getting out of hand, I'll go mm-hmm. to sleep." And then it ended up that the it was a game-changing touchdown, and the Jaguars came out, and they started scoring and ended up with a 31-30 win, which is the third biggest comeback in playoff history. Yeah. I will debate this with anyone for hours. Harold, you already know this. We've had this debate already, and I will do it again. This is not Justin Herbert's fault at all. I don't care. Yeah, he didn't score in the second half. That did hurt, but this game is not on him. He had Mike Williams at receiver. Or not, no, I'm sorry. He did not have Mike Williams. He had Keenan Allen at receiver, and that's it. So they could easily just double him, help safety help on him. That's about it. They got Eckler at running back, but they didn't run the ball because, first of all, their offensive coordinator doesn't run the ball. And then their head coach, Brandon Staley, geniusly, like we talked about last week, played their starters in a meaningless Week 18 game. When they could, If they win, they wouldn't change, and if they lose, they wouldn't change. There was no point in playing your starters, and they did. And, and first of all, you're already the most like injury-prone team in the league, and then you do that. Your star, your, like One of your star players gets hurt, you miss this game. If Mike Williams plays in this game, they win. Dude, it is, I would be fuming mad if I was a Jaguar, or not Jaguars, if I was a Chargers fan. I'm mad, and I'm not even a Chargers fan. And you know what's the craziest part is they haven't fired him yet. 
I think if they would have won yeah. this game regardless, they still should have fired him. And they lost. They choked a 27-point lead. They got their star player hurt in a meaningless game. They couldn't hold a 27-point lead in the playoffs against Trevor Lawrence, who was in his first playoff game. Fire him. But no, they fired their offensive coordinator, which is a step in the right direction. But, dude, you're not going to fix anything until you fire Staley. Yeah. I obviously, as everyone knows, I'm not as high on Justin Herbert as you are. Do I think he's a bad quarterback? I don't think he's bad. I think he's good, right? Like, I don't think he's top five, but he's a good quarterback. There's a lot of guys worse than him. But I will agree with you that if Mike Williams plays in this game, the Chargers don't lose. Like, or come close to losing. Yeah, like this he, this he's is a not game, a game if Mike Williams is a game-changing receiver. Yeah. It is 100% on Staley. I, that's just... The yeah. long and short of it. It's on Staley. And the Chargers are asking for just mediocrity every year if they just want to keep him. I mean, he's a horrible coach, but he gets carried by Herbert and Mike Williams and Eckler and the talent that they have. They would be so good if they had a coach to capitalize with that talent, but they don't. So the talent just has to find a way to get it. Yeah. But regardless, congratulations, Jaguars. You made it further than anyone thought you would. Um, and you will now have the glorious opportunity of being blown out by the Chiefs this week. <laughs> Doug Peterson, potential coach of the year. I don't know about that. I think, potential. I think Brian pe- Dable kind of right, has it all Right, locks. but he'll be a candidate. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Next one is a game that, in my opinion, should not have been as close as it was. This was Dolphins at Bills. Like we had talked about, Tua is obviously very hurt. Teddy Bridgewater had broken his thumb. Skylar Thompson, the third stringer. The seventh round pick. The seventh round pick will be the second rookie starting in the playoffs in the wild card this week. And everyone, including us, believed that the Bills would absolutely wallop them. And it would not be close. What did I pick? My prediction was like 17-38 yeah. Bills and ended up being 31-34 Bills win. I mean, the Dolphins played great. I mean, they were getting pressure on Josh Allen. Josh Allen was making so many mistakes. Um, they, I mean, If their receivers were catching balls in the beginning of the game, they could have definitely won this game. I mean, they were dropping things like it was their job. And also, what completely lost them this game was their time management. Yes. I don't know what it was this weekend, but time management in multiple games was the worst time management I've ever seen in a football game. Like, this was horrible. I can't even tell you how many times the Dolphins had to call a timeout or just take a delay game because there was no time left on the clock. I get it that Skylar Thompson is a seventh-round pick rookie, but it's not his first game. He's played for a couple games this year. You'd think you'd be able to get a play to him and get it down there. I mean, yeah. they in the second half, what costed them was they used all their timeouts very early in the second half because they had to call them without before taking a delay game. And then when it got down to the very end, they, they were down by three with like two minutes to go, and they had to make a drive to either go tie the game with the field goal or win it with the touchdown. And it was like fourth and one at around the 40. So it's it's you're you're moving. I mean, you have a chance, a yard. It's definitely doable. The Bills had called a timeout, so you literally... You have as much time as possible to get a play. And the Dolphins are just standing there. They still can't get a play. And they're still in the huddle, and there's five seconds left on the uh, play clock. And you're like, what are they doing? They've had like 60 seconds to get a play. And then they quickly run to the Rhine when there's three seconds left. They don't get a playoff. Five-yard penalty, and they go back fourth and six, and they don't get it. I mean, the, the time management by Mike McDaniel was horrible. He's a great coach. He had them in this game with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Yeah. But to think you could have won the game if you just like called some plays, you wasted so many timeouts and you took so many penalties because you couldn't get a playoff. It's crazy. Yeah, it was really ridiculous. I hope that this was kind of like a wake-up call for the Bills because they really haven't played a game that means anything in a month. Right? Like, you had the DeMar Hamlin situation like three weeks ago and they didn't end up playing that week then the week after they played the patriots which was a game but they ended up winning and it didn't really feel like they were in that much danger of losing that game and now 
this, which is like, oh my goodness, we almost lost to the seven seed and we're the two seed in the AFC. So hopefully this was a wake up call for them and they kind of realize that, you know, they need to play a lot better next week because they're going to be playing better opponents. Who do they even play this next week? Cincinnati. Oh, that's right. Oh, good they're going to be playing a good <laughs> game this week. Right. And I mean, like you said it last week, you said, oh, the, like, this is kind of like a bye week for the Bills, which a lot of people were like, yeah, it is. And you could tell maybe the Bills players were even looking at it that way. Like, oh, like we don't even got to work. We're playing the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson, you know. And you could tell halfway through the game, the Bills players were getting frustrated and mm-hmm. they were like, holy crap, like what is going on? And the players were getting in fights. I mean, Josh Allen, he like decked this guy and started a whole tussle. Speaking of decks, if you need a good deck, call our friends at KNF Construction. Boom. KNF Construction has been serving the Northeast Ohio community for over 16 years, specializing in composite decks. KNF Construction takes the time and effort to provide the service and product that you deserve for your home. You can call KNF Construction today at 330-575-2465 for a free estimate. Again, that's 330-575-2465. You can also visit kfdex.com, which is linked in the description. KNF Construction, let us build your dream backyard. Yeah, like you had said, the Bills players were getting frustrated. Josh Allen threw multiple interceptions in this game. He threw two picks in this game. Early in the game. Very early. There was one that was literally like, you, <laughs> you see receivers make the interception where they're running down the field and the quarterback throws it over their shoulder. Right, and they put their arms out, and it just falls in the bread basket. <laughs> that is exa- that's what the Dolphins' safety did. He's just running with the wide receiver. Wide receiver stops, and Josh Allen goes boom, and just catches it over his shoulder. It was sad. It was really bad. Josh Allen is a good quarterback, but one of the critiques that I think I, you, everyone else has for him is he throws way, way too many interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's kind of careless with the ball. I mean, don't get us wrong. He's a top three top two quarterback in the league but definitely the thing keeping him from Mahomes is his interceptions he throws a stupid amount of interceptions it was a problem when he first entered the league and it's still been a problem I mean we know he has a cannon arm he could throw that thing probably for two miles yeah but it doesn't matter if you're throwing two miles and the DB is right there to intercept it I mean it's not going to win you with the game right but it ended up winning them the game right they ended up Pulling it out just at the end there, thanks to the Dolphins' ineptitude at clock management. Uh, so ineptitude, yes. So good job. What does that Buffalo even Bills. mean? <laughs> um, incompetence. Yeah, Debbie, are you? Are did you say bra? Yeah. Don't even. You didn't know what that word meant either. I know what it ineptitude. <laughs> yes, that's not true. I've never heard Debbie use that word. I've never heard a human use that word. I'm pretty sure I used it last week when I was paraphrasing you. Oh, you're right. And then I said something like. There's no way I use that word, something like that. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Bills ended up coming out of this one. Big game against Cincinnati at home this weekend. And right. that should be a fantastic game. Yeah. I wouldn't be too concerned. I mean, you got the win. Again, it doesn't matter how you do it. A win is a win once it comes to the playoffs. Right. A win is a win. It's all about the W's. <laughs> hey, I mean, I kind of, I mean, look, I kind of want to pat myself on the back for this one because this was a big upset. Kind of saw it coming. Yeah. I mean, we both did. You still picked the Vikings, but I picked the Giants. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Yeah, you, you do that. You go for it. Yeah, but it was a good game. Uh, this was another really good game. I mean, the Giants going to Minnesota, these teams played like three, four, played like yeah, Thanksgiving, three four weeks ago. And the Vikings won on like a 61-yard field goal. And so we both predicted another close game. I think I predicted like 24-21, and yours was like 27-24. Yeah. And... It was a one possession game. Um, the the Vikings were eleven and zero in the regular season in one score games, and they were zero and one in the playoffs in one score games. Yeah, unfortunate. And the, again, the game that matters, you you don't win. You blew it. So, like, if you did not watch this game, if you don't know football, how's that? If you don't know football, okay. you need a first down to keep the drive going. And you have four plays to get the first down. Otherwise, you have to punt. Or if it's fourth down and you go for it and you don't get it, the other team gets the ball. And you need to score touchdowns to score points. That's how you win. Funny how that works. So, 
the Giants had played a great game. They'd went down, they'd taken the lead. They're up by seven with about a minute and a half to go. So the Vikings are moving. They're about the 50-yard line. It's fourth down and eight. So the Vikings need to get a first down here. You know, like, yeah. obviously, if you don't get it, it's ball game. Giants get the ball right there. They'll just knee it and the game. So normally, I think 99% of the people on the earth would throw the ball or try to throw the ball past the first down. I think so. You know, yeah. like where you can like keep moving, you know, like keep throw the drive it, alive. Right. Like yeah. you would never throw it short where there's a dude right there to tackle you and end your season, not just the game end the season. What does Kirk Cousins do? Who's getting paid like $30 million a year? He says, all right, we got, Oh, keep him. We have the best receiver in the NFL running down there past the first down. We have another really good receiver over here. You know, we had a running back somewhere. But no, let's throw it to the biggest, I mean, I'm not calling him slow, but the slowest of those options, the least likely to break a tackle of those options, the only option who's behind the first down marker, the one who's two yards in front of me. Yeah, a guy with, a one with a guy right with a guy, or, well, wow, the one with the guy right with the guy, wow, that's really that made profound right there. perfect English sense. <laughs> um, with the, the guy with the defender right behind him. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. And so he throws it there. Shockingly, he doesn't break the tackle. Season ends. One of the dumbest decisions I have ever seen. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kirk yeah. Cousins is the epiphany. Ooh. He's the epiphany of mid. Oh. I feel like that's the wrong word to <gasps> use there. No. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh, I tried. An epiphany is like a oh, spark an idea. of idea. Wait, what was that? What word? Because I heard someone say something like epitome. that. Epitome. Epitome is the word you were He's the epitome for. of mid. I was so close. You were right there. You got to give me a couple some, letters. Like, give me some credit, man. I'll give you credit there. You, that was, you thought of the right thing. It's a couple letters mixed he's up. He's the this epitome. Crap, man. I'm mad at myself now. He's the epitome of mid. I mean, you're always going to get to the playoffs with him, but you'll never win. He's just, he's just the guy. You know? He's, yeah. just, he's just there. It's so true. Now, if he were on the 49ers, he would be him. Oh, well, anyone would be him on the 49ers. It's true. How long do you think Minnesota rolls with Cousins? I think they'll they keep, keep them. making it to the playoffs. Right. I mean, they're not going to really make a change, I don't think, until like they're like, okay, we suck. Every year, they're going to make the playoffs and be like, oh, we just choked, you know? It's a fluke. Next year's our year. And it's never going to be their year because Kirk Cousins is just going to choke. But I think they'll roll with them for at least two or three more seasons. I don't think I don't see a reason. I mean, yeah, I don't see a reason why they would get rid of him. Yeah, he is mid, even, but just get a better defense and you'll probably win more games. Yeah, but no, credit to the Giants. They played phenomenal. I was very low on them all season long, even yeah. when they were winning games. I was like, I don't think so. But man, they played really good. I mean, their offense looked unstoppable. Isaiah Hodges, Hodgkins, yeah. I don't know. The random like white receiver. Dude, he was everywhere. He was like, before the game, my dad was like, oh, who's like the Giants receiver who's like all of a sudden like is supposed to be like really good now? And I was like, what? I was like, who, who, who are you talking they about? They don't have receivers. They and, only yeah. have Saquon. And he's like, he's like, is his name like Hodgins? And I was like, what? And I was like, I've never heard of him. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I think you're losing your mind. Game starts. <laughs> Hodgins, 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 Hodgins. And I turned around. I looked at him. I was like, how did you know this? Like, this guy was a nobody. And he just, he's amazing, apparently. So, yeah. I mean, they found a receiver in him. Saquon literally wanted this more than anyone I've ever seen. He was carrying people into the end zone. <laughs> Daniel Jones played like a very good quarterback. Their defense yeah. was great. They shut down Jefferson. Good job, Vi- Giants. I yeah. mean, they're another team that wasn't supposed to have any expectations, and now they're going to the divisional round. Yeah, it was just absolutely crazy. This was very interesting. This is a super interesting game. Um, and it, I think it has a lot of implications for next year as well as the wild card this week. Ravens at Bengals. Bengals ended up squeaking out a win. And when I say squeaking, I mean that in every possible aspect of the word. They won 24-17. And... I'm not entirely certain how. The Ravens played so well in this game. Their defense was shutting down the Bengals' offense. 
and the Bengals were actually moving. Like they were, they put up 17 points. I mean, Tyler Huntley didn't have the greatest game, went 17 for 29. But it doesn't really matter because you almost beat the Bengals. And the only reason you didn't is because, in case you didn't watch the game, Tyler Huntley on a fourth, or sorry, on a first and goal. Yeah. First and goal. From like the two. Yeah, they're tied 17-17. Very clear that they're going to QB sneak it. And it being first down, you don't have to get in the end zone, so you should go low and in between the tackles. But instead, he goes high and tries to go over the line, ends up fumbling before the ball crosses. And then Hutchinson, is that that's who it no, is? No, that's, that's the Lions That's guy. the Lions guy. Hendrickson. Hendrickson. He, on the uh, Bengals... Ohio State alum. Yeah, I was about to say. Ends up picking up the fumble and taking it 98 yards to the house the other way. And that's where the Bengals got their 24th point and ended up winning off of that. He was chugging. He was chugging down the field. It was amazing because as soon as I saw that, he's like, he's going, he's rumbling, he makes it to the end zone. I text you guys, I go, big man's going to need oxygen. No. Very next cut. On the screen is him with the oxygen mask on. He can't breathe. He's not in for an entire. I mean, dude, that's like, the series. most he's definitely run in like years. No one's yeah sprinting a hundred yards for a playoff game win. I mean, but yeah, like you said, they there was no need for him to reach across like that. I mean, yeah, you even two, three QB sneaks down low, you should get in the end zone, but at least you still have the ball. Worst case scenario, I, I guess worst case scenario, you go for on fourth down and miss, and they're at the one. Yeah, that, that is the absolute no, worst case no, no, scenario. The worst case scenario is what was what right, really yeah. just happened. But man, it was wait, what's crazy if, if they had Lamar Jackson win this game, no doubt. The Bengals did not do, oh, let's go. We got to play. And he almost got caught. But he did, yeah. Here we go. So Yeah. So like we said, 17-17. Chance for the lead. Oh, it was third down. What are we oh, talking third, about? That's fine. Yeah, per pitches right into uh What's his name? Hutchinson. H- H- no, I said it again. Hendrickson. Hey, hey, we gotta say, Mark Andrews is quick. He was, he caught him. Yeah, he maybe a little there, block right? in the back that got a, uh, that did not get called. Yeah, but that forty-yard dash time was like six seconds. That was slow, but he made it there. It was, it was crazy. It, <laughs> you just see Harbaugh looking all sad, and then even worse than that. Right, you think that this is bad enough? This was another one of those games where the clock management mm-hmm. ended up killing the Ravens. They had three some, timeouts. They, they had three timeouts. They had three timeouts, and with fifty-three seconds left to go, they just let the clock tick. They refused. They were like, they were like, we didn't know we had timeouts or something because there, there was no way they didn't call a single one. Yeah, like I said, fifty-three seconds. They just let the clock tick down till there was like thirty seconds left before you called a play. That is the dumbest clock management I have ever seen. And not only that, they ran it. They didn't pass the ball down the field. They ran the ball, which got called back by holding anyway. But why would you run it there? It makes no sense. Yeah. I don't understand what Harbaugh was thinking there. He's one of the better coaches in the NFL. Yeah. So I don't know why on earth he decided that that's what he was going to roll with in this scenario. But that's what he did. And ended up costing the Ravens the game. The Ravens their season. The Ravens their season. Um, obviously now a lot of questions on what happens with Lamar. Does he stay in Baltimore? Probably not. Does he go somewhere else? Probably. Yeah. And where does he go and how much money does he get? Mm-hmm. Well, they almost did win this game too. Like they, they came down to just a prayer in the end zone that got tipped in a big pile. I thought it got tipped and the dude caught it. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Oh yes, the hail mary. Yes, he almost caught that hail I mary. I thought there. he caught that. I was like, <gasps> but he didn't. He dropped it. It hit the ground. But it would that would have just been. Oh, yeah, would have been crazy. I was thing thinking ever. to myself, if they had caught that ball, I was like, man. Would they end up like missing the field goal? Would the pressure be too much? And no. then I remember they had Justin Tucker, and I was like, "Never mind, that's, oh, a, yeah. that's a given." I think if they would have, I honestly think they would have gone for two. I, I can tell you, I honestly Harbaugh think they probably would have, knowing him, he yeah. probably would have done it. One hundred probably would have had. Huntley they probably would sneak over the confidence top. stopping the Bengals in overtime. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. But yeah, but then after the game, Lamar Jackson. Well, there was a lot of like, weird exchanges. J.K. Dobbins had this whole thing and saying, like, yeah. trashing Tyler Huntley, sort of. And he's like, if we had Lamar, we win that game, which you don't really want your quarterback saying that. That's kind of horrible. Yeah. But, or your running back saying that about your quarterback. But then Lamar Jackson then went and tweeted later. Thanks, Debbie. Uh, Lamar Jackson put this on his Instagram or tweeted it or whatever. And he's like, and he said, 
when you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you too. Now, I'm not an expert. I'm not Lamar Jackson. But that really sounds like he's talking about the Ravens not treating him good and they're not they're they're neglecting him and he's going to leave. Yeah. But this is a very cryptic tweet because to me this could go another way as well where he's saying that the Ravens have been so good to him and so he's going to try to pour back into the Ravens and he wants to stay with Baltimore and he wants to take care of that good thing because the they Ravens, don't take care of him. How have the Ravens been good to him? They haven't, given Jackson, him, they haven't given him money. Lamar they, Jackson, haven't, they haven't given him receivers. I understand that, but Lamar Jackson would not have a career in the NFL without the Ravens. The Ravens took a gamble on him because no one wanted him. They said that he was a running back coming out of college. He does, he's not a quarterback. He's a running back. All he does is run. The Ravens took a chance on him. Harbaugh wanted him. They, now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He won MVP. The Ravens were good to him. Do I think that he's staying there? No. Yeah. But this is a very cryptic it tweet. Is. It can mean a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, nobody knows. But if I had to pick away, I would say that he's leaving Baltimore. If you had to pick right now, who do you think Lamar Jackson will be playing for next season? If I had to pick right now, I would say that he's probably going to end up with the team that can offer him the most money. Of the teams that can offer him the most money, that would be the Falcons or the Jets. Uh, because the, the Bears have the third most cap space but they have Justin Fields and I don't see them getting rid of him or Bryce or Bryce Young because they have the first overall pick uh in my opinion I can I can see him going to the Jets um I think that I could see the Colts trying to get him because they've been in this cycle of getting old quarterbacks who are worth way too much and now I think they'll probably go with the young guy who is worth way too much <laughs> Um, but I think the Jets is probably the most likely option. I could also see Derek Carr ending up on the Jets too. Yeah, I think the Falcons will probably more than likely just roll with Ritter. Maybe they'll get like a veteran to, for him to sit behind or something, but I don't know if Lamar Jackson, he could. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes, where Trey Lance goes, where Tom Brady goes. Right. A lot of these guys. We right. we talked about doing an episode later after in the offseason about predicting where all the who every team's starting quarterback will be next season. So. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Right. And speaking of Tom Brady, last game of the night, the Monday night game, last game of the week, the Monday night game, uh, Cowboys at Buccaneers. The Cowboys ended up walloping the Buccaneers 31-14 in the Cowboys' first road win in the playoffs. Since the Civil War. Since the Civil War, no. In in this century. You saw that meme, though, right? Yeah, okay, I did. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> uh, Cowboys, like I said, ended up winning. Dak Prescott scored four touchdowns, and their kicker missed four point after touchdowns, which is what we were hinting at at referencing earlier. Yeah, and Tom Brady and Buccaneers couldn't get anything together. Um, We were joking. We were watching this game together, and we were joking that this was going to be the battle of who can punt better, because the first like two possessions from each team was just back to back punts. Um. And then the Cowboys kind of turned it on. They ended up scoring. Buccaneers couldn't turn it on in what I've heard maybe Tom Brady's last game, but I've been hearing that for the last five years, so I don't buy it. Probably his last game as a Buccaneer. We can, I can more yeah. we can confidently say that. He he thanked uh the media, the the Buccaneers media, kind of the organization. So it really sounds like he's at least on his way out of Tampa. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know why he'd want to stay there at this point. There, they were pathetic all season long. I think he'll go to anywhere else, honestly. But Dallas, they got a playoff win. Yeah, okay? they got a big game this week against the 49ers. Literally, two of the most trash talky uh, NFC organizations, uh, fan yeah, bases. That's yeah. not counting the Eagles and. Uh, yeah, we could potentially see a Cowboys versus Eagles NFC Championship, which would be fantastic. Um, I don't think America would be able to su- sustain. No, that, definitely not. But a couple things about this: number one, NFC East has three teams in the divisional round. Yeah, that's insane. Which is ridiculous. Which means they will have at least one representative in the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. which is crazy. They could potentially have two, like we said. Two, Cowboys play 49ers this next week. 
which if the Cowboys play well, I can definitely see the Cowboys beating the 49ers if they can play well. Three, with the loss of Tom Brady, the new generation of quarterbacks is here. There is not a quarterback in the playoffs older than 30. They're all younger than 30. The oldest of them being Dak Prescott, who's 29. The next closest is Mahomes, Mahomes, and he's 27. It's fun. You don't have to watch Aaron Rodgers. Every, I mean, I'm, I'm, they were fun to watch. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, right. Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all these Kate guys. Some prejudice against right, Drew Brees. All, all these guys were fun, but this is the new age of quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence, like Allen, Allen, yeah. Burrow, Dak. Right. right. Each generation has their time, and it's looking like that generation of early 2000s quarterbacks is right finally and in, getting that and, and like i don't know 15 years from now we're probably gonna be doing the same thing where it's like oh mahomes is out and like mahomes jr is now in the yeah, playoffs right. and right patrick mahomes the third which is his son <laughs> i found out this weekend he needs to send patrick mahomes yeah i was third. talking That's... to my i was talking to my younger brothers and they were like does he have kids and i'm like yeah i think he's got two a girl and a boy it's like what the name is son I was like, I'm pretty sure it's actually Patrick Mahomes the okay, third, which note, it was. Unrelated. I hate when people do that. <laughs> I hate that. It's so stupid. Like, let them live their own life. No. See, the thing is, is once you hit the third, like you, you well, yeah. trap them. You once trap you hit them. the third, but if you're the first, be like, what do you want to name my son? Mm. You know, let's be all about me. Let's name him. Uh, give me an example. LeBron James Jr. Like LeBron. That's the only name in the world. Well, his, his name is Bronny. It's basically okay, no, but it thing. was it is LeBron James Jr. If he yeah. decided halfway through that he wants to be Bronny instead of LeBron James Jr. <laughs> Literally the only one in the world, only person in the world named LeBron is LeBron. When you hear LeBron, you think of LeBron. So like <laughs> how many times can we say LeBron <laughs> in the same 30 seconds? Like, and so you're like, okay, do I want my son to be like Richard? Oh, that's a weird name. Um <laughs> Think of a name right now. Just think of a name. Debbie. De- yeah. Let's name my son Debbie James. Have his own life. Yeah, his dad is LeBron James, but if you hear him, you're going to be like, oh, it's Debbie James. Okay. But no, let's name him LeBron James Jr. So now whenever anyone hears his name, automatically he's just compared to you, associated with you. Just I don't like that. Completely rant. Off-topic rant. Sort of. Sort of. It was not really off-topic, but yeah. We got a question in the chat. Uh, I, hope I hope it's about the names. <laughs> uh, Brady says, as a Bears fan, not a diehard Fields fan, would you want to trade Fields and get a, Bri- get a Bryce Young with the first pick? Oh, how can you be a Bears fan and not a Fields fan? That hurts. But, um, I mean, I am a Fields fan, so you, I guess you could call me a little bit biased. But if I'm the Bears, I want to trade back. You can get a lot for that first overall pick. And Fields has proven... That he's a great runner, if anything. I mean, but he's made some passes this year to Equinemius St. Brown and literally other nobodies who I can't even name. So it's like you can tell that he has that passing upside. Like at Ohio State, he could pass like crazy. So, and he had receivers there. Mm -hmm. So if you can give him receivers, if you can give him an O line where he isn't having to run every play because he doesn't even have time to throw right now, if you give him an O line, if you give him a defense, if you give him receivers, I think that. He'll be fine. I already think that he is a great quarterback. I mean, he, he's he's giving them... They're scoring so many points in games. Their defense yeah. let them down in a lot of these. I think you could trade back to seven, eight, like even five or four. And even maybe even trade back again if you want to. Coop up so much players and picks. Build, like, look what the Seahawks did. I mean, they weren't supposed to do anything. They had a great draft class. And their all their rookies contributed. Were starters were great. So I think you guys would be fine to do that. Now Bryce Young is supposed to be incredible, which I obviously I could see them doing that and trading Fields and getting a boatload for Fields and then building around Bryce Young, which I could see. But I think you already have the proven guy, Justin Fields. You know that he can play as a quarterback. You. You've seen busts before. Bryce Young could be a bust. Justin yeah. Fields has performed. So I think you take the guy who has a lot of upside, could be a, like a superstar MVP level player in a couple of years. But again, that could be my bias. Right. I think you put it perfectly. As a Bears fan, I think you want to keep him. Us as a Fields fan, I want nothing more than to see Fields go somewhere where he yeah, can succeed. 100%. <laughs> I, nothing against you guys, but you guys have 
uh, historically never had quarterback, and you've always set your quarterback up to fail. Kind of like this year, you had nothing for Fields all year. So it's like, why would you want this guy to be here and waste his career? Someone who we both love, go somewhere and ball, you know? Yeah. But I, agree I think that. if I'm a Bears fan, I definitely want to keep Fields. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, um, is there anything? I, there was some news in like the coaching world uh, with our teams, and this was a shorter episode, I guess, because there was less games. They're just going to keep. So there is some NFL news that we can guess just briefly cover real quick. One thing we'll say: Aaron Donald uh, put on his Twitter, changed his Twitter bio. A lot of people were looking into. It's kind of like a little cryptic thing, like Lamar Jackson did. His bio says like former Pitt Panther or whatever because he went to Pitt or whatever, and then it says NFL player Rams. Well, he changed it to say former Pitt player, blah blah blah, former NFL player, and literally the whole world was like, oh. And maybe five minutes later, he changed it back. Well, what do you look at it? What do you look at? Also, who's sitting around like watching, exactly like what I'm watching thinking. Aaron Donald's bio? Like they have someone like assigned yeah. to watch each of these NFL players, and they're just sitting in a room full of screens, and they just like all of their bios. And as soon as they see something change, they're like, oh <laughs> my god. No, then they like tweet about it and it goes crazy. Like you're 100 because it was up there for five minutes. Who in that five minutes looks at his bio and it's like, oh, it says former. Oh, like no, that's stupid. Yeah, 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 I don't know, man. That's weird. It's weird, but uh, I think he does retire after this year. Personally, Uh, he was thinking about retiring after last year when they won the Super Bowl, and now they suck. But then they're like, hey, we can run it back. No, they can't. They didn't run it back. And now they suck, and they're the worst team in history of ever after winning a Super Bowl. I think he retires. I mean, he's not, nowhere close to what he was last year, and he was hurt most of this season. So I think he retires. I agree, but I do also think he did it for kind of attention. Being as good yeah. of a player as you are and not getting talked about right now in the playoffs and all that stuff, it would, that would suck. So he kind of wants people to talk about him. It spurred up conversation, and then he quickly fixed it so i think as big of a name as a player he, as he is i think he'll announce his retirement in a more like in a video or an instagram post not changing your bio so yeah i agree with that um in great news for the cleveland browns <laughs> we have hired a, a defensive coordinator joe woods is gone jim schwartz is the new guy and i don't know he didn't really have a title this year. He was kind of the Titans like the senior Titan defensive. Senior defensive assistant something, something, something. But he's an upgrade of Joe Woods. And he's had pretty good defenses in the past. Right. I mean, he hasn't been a defensive coordinator since 2020, which I guess only two or three years. But my dad, I don't know much about him, but my dad was really happy about him. My dad, that's who he wanted the whole time. Yeah. Which, I mean, my dad doesn't work for the Browns. He has no say. But that's who he wanted the whole time. He was happy about it. So I'm assuming yeah. he's pretty good. Yeah, he'll be good, I think. It'll be a lot of man coverage. He loves to run man coverage, which is, if you have the players to do it, go for it. But if not, you're probably going to get cooked a lot. So we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, and then in, I guess, the Panthers news. um, They're, okay, a couple of weeks ago we were talking, and I said, Panthers owners said they're going to have a short list uh, for <laughs> hiring. That is the most false statement I've ever heard in my life, or else it, their short list is like, completely different than what I had in mind. They literally have interviewed like every guy who has ever coached a football team ever because <laughs> like I can't even keep up. Like I get notification Panthers interview this guy Panthers. And I'm like, dude, like just hire someone, you know, like it's crazy, but at least they're trying to find someone. But the guy who they uh, was, I guess the front runner to get the job was Ben Johnson, who was the Lions offensive coordinator who I really wanted. And then it came out yesterday that he announced that he's coming back to the Lions because he wants to, because this was only his first year, and so yeah. he wants to get a couple years before he goes takes a leap to head coach. Which, I mean, I respect that. But it sucks, because we were probably going to get him. But now, crazy as it sounds, the front runner for the Panthers' job is Sean Payton. It's crazy. Saints coach, historic, uh, famous, like, Hall of Fame Saints coach. And uh, he might be coaching their rival, playing the Saints two years, uh, two times a year. Yeah. I would be excited about it. He's a good coach. Sometimes you got to, I don't know what the word is, reach into the, what am I looking for? I don't know. No, like, you got to go over there. Reach into the devil's jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pull out something and make it your own, make it good. And that's what we're doing. Maybe. Sean Payton's a good coach. He'd help us win games. Caden didn't like Sean Payton when he was on the Saints. Hey, but I'd be all for you if you come to Carolina, (laughs) dude. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Is there any? I don't think there's much other news right now. No, not much other news. The only other thing 
is that you should uh, go follow our Instagram at ka underscore football. You're right. Yeah. You should, you that, should is, that, that is another news. You can see when we go live. You can see when we post for a recap episodes. You can see when we post for news around the NFL. It's a good time over there. Yeah. You should go follow. Reels. Yeah, the reels. The reels oh, are the reels are good. good. Shout out to Debbie. And me. I, I make a lot of the reels as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I spend so much time on reels. Yeah. <laughs> right, Debbie? Caden spends Debbie like, is nodding. Debbie is nodding. Caden spends yes. like 70 hours a week on reels. It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's actually bad. Like, please, like, give us money. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, Austin. I am kind of upset because you knew that I was going to be coming from my marketing thing. So you knew I was going to oh. be like spazzy and snazzy. Snazzy. Oh, dude, I, I hate English. Like, ugh. you know, I was going to be snazzy and dripped to the max and like uh-huh. looking, looking decent, I guess. I'm not going to say good, but looking decent. Um, and you came, and I was expecting. I was, I was like, man, this such an awesome thing to do. Was you show up doing the same thing, like some crazy, wearing one of your weird uh, hat things that you wear at church sometimes. And then he, <laughs> I'm not hating on. I'm not hating on. You're it. hating on. You pull it off. You pull you're, it off. You're hating on. And then he gets out of the car, and he has a flannel on. And I was like, oh man, kind of bummed. Well, I, I wanted you to shine today. Oh, I, I wanted you to shine in I, what I, you I, had today. I respect that. Thank you. Yeah, it was all for you. You're right. You're. Thank you for that. Yeah. I take back what I said. You're, you, yeah. I love the hats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. But what do you rate this? What do you rate the fit? I had to wear the shoes because I don't know if I can even take them off. They're so tight. So I'm going to like, keep them on. Um, Out of 10, it's pretty good. I'm pretty sure you wore that for homecoming like I, two I, years I, in a row. No, no, no. One. Oh, just one. Um, <laughs> I get it. A 10. Probably an 8 out of 10. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Lie. I'll 8 take out that. of 10. You know, it's pretty good. We're waking up this morning. Being like, dude, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. And then throwing this on. I'll take an 8 out of 10. 9 yeah. out of 10. But yeah, it's pretty good. Anything else you want to say? Right, you better be dressed out like this next episode. All right, next episode, going all out. I like that. I will be wearing a flannel. <laughs> I will be doing Austin's job. But yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the KNA Football Podcast. We're going into the divisional round now. There is only four? No. Oh. Eight teams left. Yes. Which is sad, but it's also exciting as we're getting closer and closer to the Super Bowl. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will see you next time.